Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, American. Happy Wednesday. We've got a great show for you. I always love when we can bring to you one of the candidates running for office, trying to make a difference in the world. And one of those great candidates right now is Jim Bognett. He is running for a congressional seat in Pennsylvania. You're going to love this guy. He calls things like he sees them. He's in one of the most competitive races in America. It will be a bellwether for whether Republicans take over Congress in the fall. We're going to start the show today with Jim Bognett, a really great guest. He's doing a lot in the space today to make a difference. He is Trump endorsed. He has got a very good chance of capturing a Democratic seat in Pennsylvania for the Republicans in the fall election. After Jim joins us, we've got a familiar voice. He's been on the show before. Bill White, the man leading the effort to separate one of the great communities in Atlanta from the city of Atlanta. Yeah, they're tired of this. And why shouldn't they be? They have been putting up with this crime and bad police services and bad civic services for so long. And Bill White is leading the effort to take the Buckhead community of Atlanta and secede from Atlanta, become its own committee. They're trying to get Georgia legislature to do something. Bill White's been leading the charge. He's going to join us. That is a fun fun story. If Buckhead succeeds from Atlanta, it will be a lightning bolt for communities all around the country to be on warning that, hey, you can't abuse your residents. You can't ignore them. You can't allow crime and bad services to hurt them. Bill White has been leading a historic movement. If Buckhead succeeds, this could become a trend across the country of communities seceding from cities that have big blue crime problems. You know that story all too well. And then finally, we're going to bring you one of the fresher voices in all of the conservative movement. I've been really impressed. She's got a tremendous podcast. She's a former political affairs director for President Trump in the White House. She has one of my favorite podcasts, This Is Your Country. And she's not running a political action committee designed to keep Republicans who do get elected next year, true to their word. She is Paige Willie. You're going to love her. A fresh voice on the conservative movement, a young, energetic, and very thoughtful conservative in America. And she's doing so much, taking that experience she got in the Trump White House and now putting it into the political reality of what needs to be done in this country to fix what's wrong with. Like I said, her podcast, This Is Your Country, is must listen to. Her American Firebrand Political Action Committee getting a lot of attention. It just started a few months ago, but people are talking about it's raising money. It's not only going to elect conservative candidates, it's going to make sure after they're elected that they indeed stay true to the promises they made the American people. What a novel idea. How about that, huh? All right, folks, what a great show. You're not going to be disappointed. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with Bill White the guy leading the Buckhead secession movement in Atlanta. 
Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. We know the storyline all across America in blue cities. Crime is soaring. People are afraid to go out in their yards to let their children out to play. It is a real issue, and it's going to become a major issue in the fall election. But one person isn't waiting for the fall election. He is leading an effort in the Atlanta area to get Buckhead, a community, a well-known community in Atlanta, to break from the city of Atlanta, become its own independent institution. His name is Bill White. He's the volunteer CEO and chairman of the Buckhead City Committee. Bill, great to have you back on the show. Oh, thank you so much, John. Great to be with you and uh, wishing you a very happy 4th of July Independence Day. And just thank you so much for having us on and tracking this important story. It is such an important story because it's emblematic of a larger uh, crisis that is sweeping across America. It doesn't matter what city you're in, Chicago, Atlanta, New York, the storyline is the same. Bring us up to speed on these efforts to have Buckhead become an independent city. Yes, sir. Well, in the last legislative session, which uh, normally runs in Georgia from January through about the first week of April, uh, the speaker and the I call him the the Democrat lieutenant governor, even though he's a registered Republican, Jeff Duncan, basically said, let's give Atlanta's new mayor a year uh, to see if he can get the crime under control. And we'll take this up next year in the legislative session, which is coming up this January um, we won a very important seat, right? Jeff Duncan, the lieutenant governor, is now retiring. So we have Burt Jones coming in. We hope to elect him as the next lieutenant governor of Georgia. Lieutenant governor of Georgia, John, very powerful. You know, in Arizona, there is none. In New York, it's kind of a partnership with the governor. In Georgia, right. it's a standalone powerful spot. So he controls when legislation comes up, gets voted on, or in a lot of cases, uh, gets passed or killed. So we have a very good shot to be on the ballot next May or November of 2023. And with the situation in Atlanta, John, the crime is through the roof. The mayor who voted to defund the police can't hire the amount of cops Buckhead requires. So we're full speed ahead. We're polling at about 72% that's of our 80,000. Yeah, that's a high number. Yeah, that's uh, our is. opposition, by the way, uh, put out a poll saying 61% of the people in Buckhead 
uh, don't want to uh, vote for Buckhead. They want to stay in Atlanta. I said, okay, let's have the vote today. And I later find out that they polled only 300 Democrats uh, to get the results of their poll. So a lot of uh, statistics, uh, shell games, the mayor took off uh, shootings from the crime stats. How do you like that? Thinking Buckhead is stupid. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like they're not going to um, catch that one, huh? Yeah, no, there was a shooting yesterday. So I saw that. Shootings are up. That must mean violent crime is up. So he says crime is down. Yeah. Thanks. Hang on one second. uh, That's weird. I'm having a weird day on this board. I apologize. Keep going. Oh, that's okay. No, he he thinks that the bucket is actually unintelligent to know that the crime is through the roof. But crime is down, he says. Anyway, um, we're really excited, John. You know, the best part about this is we're forming a new city. So we're talking to the community. They want 300 cops, right? Right now we have about 100 in Buckhead. So we're really two-thirds of the amount of cops required by standard short in Buckhead alone. So I think when we have 300 cops, crime is going to come to a screeching halt, and they're going to realize they have to go somewhere else to cause trouble. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. And, it's, uh, and the people want it. Uh, the... Uh, the dynamics are perfect for this. The change in legislature, the change in uh, lieutenant governor. It seems like it's setting up. Let's get through a couple people who have either been muted or against this. The, the House Speaker, Governor Kemp, where are they on this? Yeah, that's a very good question, John. You understand the politics of this, and all politics really is local. The governor is running for re-election. We're actually backing Governor Kemp, we we truly believe that uh, he will sign the bill. That's all he's really got to do. Right. Um, we we hope he won't be working uh, against us to try to kill the bill. We we haven't seen signs of that. So that those are the two main things we watch there. And with the speaker, I think there is some negotiating to be done. He's a law and order guy, right? He's an attorney from Blue Ridge, um, but he wields great power. So we're working closely with his aides and the governor's aides to try to find a solution where we at least get this on the ballot, let people vote. Who knows, right? Uh, it, it may be voted down. I would put uh, all the money in my bank account, uh, which, is, which isn't a ton, that we right. will win this thing because right. I think people want to have their freedom. Yeah, no, I think they do. And they, they've given Atlanta so many tr- chances, and uh, it, it has failed miserably each time. And you can just tell the groundswell is there. Uh, beyond crime, I know there's a lot of frustrations with the basic delivery of city services. Atlanta even fails at those sort of things. Talk about that, how it's another one of the dynamics, and also how Bucket City could really change that overnight. Yes, sir. Now, that's a great question because it's not just the crime, right? But related to crime and city services, for instance, my husband, Brian and I, our taxes went up in Buckhead. We live in the Paces area, and, you know, we went from 25000 a year on our house to almost 35,000. So it was a big That's a big jump. jump. Uh, yeah, and I, I called 911 uh, just last week. I was on hold for 18 minutes. Wow. Now, listen, I could have a cat in the tree or I could be having a heart attack, right? Right. You never know what those calls are. So city services are actually really, really bad here, John. And it's not just uh, the crime is through the roof. You can't get an ambulance. You can't get the police to show up, you know, in a timely manner. Just before we're going on the air with you, a friend just texted me, by the way, who's a big fan of yours here in Georgia. And uh, she told me that her house was robbed on Tuxedo Road, which is right behind the governor's mansion. She waited an hour and 15 minutes for police to show up. And then the detective, when he left, when he finally got there, said, hey, the fingerprint crew will be back to take fingerprints. Of course. Um, About two hours later, she was waiting. She called him and he said, I'm so sorry. We can't get anybody out there. Um, and that's just really frustrating for folks. You know, you're sitting around, you feel violated. Your home was either robbed or home invaded. They're robbing uh, Vince Carter, you know, the uh, NBA player. Sure. And Buckhead just had his home invaded. His wife and uh, child are in a safe room with the gun oh. drawn. It's becoming crazy. But one of the things we're going to do better is we're going to contract that 911 system out, right? We're not going to hire 50 people and have a right. bloated bureaucracy. Uh, there's a company called Chatcom. They pick up the phone, 911 call in 30 seconds or less, or they get financially penalized 
because uh, it runs like a business, right? Yeah. And I think that's what we want to do. Something government needs to do better, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we can all we can improve those services. I think people will be really happy because guess what? I don't think their taxes are going to go up. I think taxes will stay the same. Right. Uh, if not, they may even go down a little bit because we have a huge uh, surplus that we found when developing our startup budget. Amazing. I think people are going to be really happy with this, and it'll help Atlanta, John. That's the fun thing. Is yep. We get crime under control here. The cops that are currently in Buckhead get to go back into Atlanta and help the beautiful people of Atlanta that need more cops right now because they can't hire cops in Atlanta. They can't. Because nobody wants to work for a mayor that voted to defund the police. Yeah. No, the, the morale in the police department uh, is uh, is at rock bottom. There's no doubt. It's rough. That's yeah. right. And we have, we have to love on our police, right, John? I mean, yeah. I think most people, even if – you know, you may not be a fan of certain, you know, police tactics. There's certain things people don't understand, you know, on the job, why certain things happen. But, you know, their lives are in danger. Certain things happen quick. And it's an awful uh, thing to look at afterwards to say, well, how could we have done that better? I really think most of the people in Atlanta want more cops on the street and they want to they love do. the cops. And when you love the cops, they actually do a great job for you. So. Let's get back to loving our police and funding them. Yeah. Now, listen, the, the defunding movement is, is directly parallel uh, with the with the rise in crime. The second that movement began is when crime began creeping up. And then yes, sir. Uh, the, the right. things you see, like in Chicago now, they can't even chase suspects on foot. They can't even run after a suspect. If a suspect takes off, you got to let him go. It's just crazy. Yeah, um, that makes perfect sense to you, it does. doesn't it? Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Most people say, what? And, 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 <laughs> yeah, and then, John, in Atlanta, they have another stupid policy. I mean, to fund the police, probably the dumbest idea in the history of dumb. Yep. Um, but <laughs> but here in Atlanta, they have a no uh, chase policy. So if a guy's shooting, you know, your family member or mine going down the road, I see the guy, cop sees the guy, they can't chase that car because they don't want to get the, the cops, they don't want the cops to get in a car accident. Wow. Yeah, and it makes no sense to anybody hearing that, right? Yeah, no, it doesn't. It just gives we'll the bad guys that. a license. That's the beauty of this. Yep. That's the beauty of all this. We can change all that. We just need a chance to vote. When we vote, you'll. I think this will be an example to the rest of the country. John, you've been saying that for, you know, about a year and a half since we've been talking. I know. And I hope it will be an example, maybe even a little wake-up call to these cities that think they can keep, you know, Stealing our taxpayer dollars and not providing good services for us. Yep. Public safety should be number one for every city. And we see the result when it's not. And we know in America, competition works. When you create competition, you get better government. You get better services. Atlanta has had a monopoly for too long and, and hasn't delivered. I want to I take you to another issue because it's really fun as you build a city from the ground up. Obviously, it's an existing area, but you're putting all the pieces together for a city to stand up on its own beyond the obvious things, you know, zoning, parking, all those things like that. You actually have a plan for neighborhood improvements right out of the back block, right? You want to actually, you, you know, where you want to do development, where you want to make things better. Talk a little bit about the fun part of starting from the ground up. Yeah. That, thank you, John. I, I really appreciate that. Cause we never get to go to that next level because we're still talking about shootings and nobody answering 911 calls, but uh, we have a great zoning development committee which is really thinking about the beauty of buckhead it's a, just such a beautiful neighborhood we don't want to have it overdeveloped we don't want to you know uh, stop any economic development from coming in so it's a fine balance and you get to bring in people who want to volunteer who have expertise in the law and zoning and architecture and design and i think we will get back to having a plan for bucket how that should be developed versus kind of these fly-by-night things that come in you know we we are experiencing a very serious increase in strip clubs uh, and also these places which are called hookah bars, right? They, wow. You go in and you yep. smoke the wampum. Uh, and the problem with that is they're not serving food. They're up, uh, open till 3 in the morning, and then people are getting shot, right? They're getting shot in the parking lots of these places. So, listen, I have nothing against people creating a business that's legitimate and proper, but with our zoning initiative, uh, those places are not going to be out, be allowed to just open up and have shootings in their parking lot every Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, street racing, right? In Atlanta, they allow street racing. 
They lo- they love the movie Fast and Furious, right? The guy Tyrese. <laughs> they Lipier. do. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the pro- problem is, we like to sleep in Buckhead at three in the morning. Uh, so uh, street racing would be illegal. But look, we're going to beautify our parks. We're going to spend money on fixing potholes. My sister-in-law uh, got a, a flat tire in front of the governor's mansion because the road is in shambles. Unbelievable. Uh, we haven't spent money on infrastructure in Buckhead because they just take the money and spend it in other places where you know they show favor to their buddies, their political buddies, right? Yeah. So we have to break that spell and start spending money uh, in Buckhead on uh, Buckhead people. Wow, it's an amazing thing. You've done a lot of planning. Uh, when, when Talk a little bit about bringing in strategic experts to make sure that every aspect of this, I mean, this is a best-in-class effort. You guys have taken the time to think through all of the things that, you know, because this doesn't happen every day a new city starts up. Well, what are some of the due diligence and preparation that you've done to make sure this goes seamlessly? Yes, sir. No, thank you, John. I'm glad you brought that up because we have assembled the, what I call, you know, I think, I hope, I pray, we're, we're gathering great minds. Even today, we hired somebody who's a judicial expert on how to help us set up a municipal court with four municipal judges so we don't send our local criminals in, in the New Buckhead City to Fulton County, which you know is a political mess, right? So we can get out of that revolving door. We'll be able to prosecute criminals in our municipal court contract with a a municipal jail we won't have to deal with fulton county on a lot of things and i think that is what people are really excited about our plan we brought in the cityhood uh, expert who set up uh, sandy springs that's an adjacent city here right the the city of brookhaven we have police chiefs from various cities around the country helping us with our ordinances and how we're going to hire police we have a park expert we have a refuse expert from waste management. You know, your garbage will be picked up. You, you might not think that's so, so interesting, but here in Buckhead, we were going like four weeks without garbage being picked up. Are so, you kidding me? Wow. No, no, and that's actually a, a dangerous public it health is. issue. That becomes a health issue, that's, no doubt. Yeah, so it's fun. So you meet all these people who run cities, who run them well. You also meet people who have run cities and not run them well so we want to listen to them too to figure out what not to do right um and that's been helpful too you, you learn something uh, every meeting and it's exciting because there's some great minds here at yeah, work there is and and it's a really thoughtful effort i mean when you look at just how you're going about doing it you know people can disagree agree about whether it's the right thing to do but the effort that you have put in to make sure this is the best in class uh, roadmap is is really really impressive now there's a lot of opposition still it's a head scratcher but talk a little <laughs> bit uh it seems like yes. some people some of the opponents are starting to soften up a little bit so I, that momentum may be bringing more people over but what were some of the initial op- op- oppositions and how have some of those faded yeah well i th- i think uh, to your point and you're you're right there are a lot of people have come over that i've been very shocked to see in in one case uh gentleman who's very vocal here his mother who's 74 years old was actually shot at by two car thieves because she was oh. calling 911 she's 74 years old she was just calling 911 right. to report them and they they literally tried to kill her john so you know sometimes it's personal you you change your mind on that one right if you didn't then maybe something wrong with you right um but on the other side i think a lot of people love atlanta to the core, right? They, they see me as a guy who came from New York and maybe doesn't respect that. And I, it's so untrue. I totally do. Listen, I'd love Atlanta to fix this, but I even think the people who are hardcore Atlantans, they call them native Atlantans, even they are starting to see that nothing is changing. Um, so we're bringing light to that. We're bringing some people over there, but there are some people who think, you know, this is a racist thing, right? right. This is the rich white, Folks in Buckhead who want to leave the, uh, the 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 folks who are not so fortunate in Atlanta, and that couldn't be farther from the truth, too. And the only way you prove that to folks is you meet with them and you explain the plan. Um, there's some folks you're never going to win over, John, because you know they have business dealings too. They make a lot of money off the city of Atlanta. You know the big lobby firms and the companies making money from the airport contracting. There's a lot of dough being smeared around here 
in Atlanta. I call them the, the money rivers. You know, you jump in those, they're like uh, class five rapids. You get killed. Um, but we're trying to find a way to work as sister cities, and I think that's what's bringing people over as well. But there'll be some that we'll never bring over. Uh, who knows? Maybe after we're a city, we can all work together as partners, and I would love to see that. Yeah, that's really it. And sometimes a little bit of competition makes the other guys better, too, because they don't want other people <laughs> to pay right. off. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. I'm going to take you on the road. With you. you better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is such an exciting thing to see. Bill, if people want to get involved and they want to support what you're doing, what's the best way for people to engage the Buckhead City yeah. movement? Oh, gosh, that's so so nice of you to ask. Uh, we're, we're at BEC, so uh, Buckhead Exploratory Committee. Those are the that's the acronym now. So it's BEC now.com. And you can call us, you can email me, you can donate, you can volunteer, you can get involved. And I so appreciate, uh, John, you talking about uh, Buckhead City on the 4th of July week. We're, we're very grateful to be on your amazing show. Well, it's uh, it could be liberation moment in the not so different uh, distant future. So everybody is watching this with, with a very close eye, Bill. And it's always an honor to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much, John. As Moses said to the Pharaoh, let your people go. So Andre Dickens, <laughs> please let your people go. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it seems like that God liberation moment God. may be soon near. So yes, great job, yes, Bill. Sir. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you, you as sir. well. God bless. All right, folks, here, take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash Just News. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title and your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So glad to welcome this next guest. He has been turning things up in Pennsylvania, getting to the core issue that I think most Americans care about in this country, energy independence, addressing the gasoline price uh, crisis and all the other things that are really affecting Americans. Not a lot of the stuff that we're talking about here in Washington. His name is Jim Bognett. He is running for Pennsylvania House seat, District 8. Jim, great to have you on the show today. John, thanks for having me. You have a, uh, I think, a uh, campaign uh, platform that is directly aligned with what Americans say. 
they're really worried about. Washington often isn't talking about this issue. We have J6 hearings. We've got, uh, we're talking about borders. We're talking about other things. But in real America, inflation, the uh, gasoline crisis, uh, the potential for food shortages, that is what you've been talking about in the campaign trail. What is it like when you hear from real constituents and realize you're connecting with what's really under their skin right now? Well, John, people are angry. People are outraged and people are hurting. I mean, we have, you know, up here in northeast Pennsylvania, we have some of the most expensive gasoline in Pennsylvania. The, uh, in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, Joe Biden's so-called hometown of Scranton yeah. is the single most expensive market for gasoline in Pennsylvania. And, you know, just a month ago, we had gas at about 529 and diesel fuel at about 749 which, gas you know, prices. just destroys people's lives. I yeah. mean, you have a lot of senior citizens here on fixed incomes. Uh, you have a lot of trucking companies and construction companies. My family's in construction. We are really destroying people's businesses and destroying people's lives. And Joe Biden and Matt Cartwright won't take any responsibility for it. I mean, it's their policies that have caused this. So uh, people are angry. It's the number one thing I hear about on the trail. They want answers. They want changes. They want the Keystone XL pipeline open, which uh, I support 100%. They want us to allow drilling on federal lands, which I support 100%. But more than anything, they want Biden and Cartwright and all these other liberals to admit it's this Green New Deal nonsense that's caused these problems and, and refute it and start to turn over a new leaf of pushing for American energy independence. Yeah, that's a, we were on that path. We had achieved energy independence under President Trump. And then all of a sudden, boom, the Biden administration comes in and we're pedaling backwards, uh, backwards on energy independence and pedaling upward on the price. It's just crazy. When uh, Con- uh, Congressman Cartwright, he is really aligned not not just with Joe Biden, clearly sync there, but votes about 99% of the time with Nancy Pelosi, about 94% of the time with AOC. Kind of an odd pedigree for a guy in the middle of Pennsylvania, wouldn't you say? Oh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, he represents Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and AOC's values, not Northeast PA values. 100% of the time votes with Biden, 99% of the time with uh, Pelosi. But think about this. This guy flies back and forth on his own private jet that he pilots to Washington, D.C., and then on gas prices tells us to suck it up uh, at the pump. I mean, this is an out-of-touch dude. And, and I guess if you're worth $20 million, most of what you made while you're in Congress, and if you come from a background as a plaintiff's lawyer where you and your wife's firm sue trucking companies to make your money, um, that maybe it doesn't really hurt if gas is at five twenty-five a gallon. But you know what the worst thing is, John? He's up on TV with a new commercial saying that he has a plan to bring down gas prices. The guy's been in office for a decade. He's yeah. been in Washington, and gas prices have only gone up. So we have no faith, no trust that him and Biden know what to do, and that's why we're going to kick him out of office. Yeah, it's such a fascinating dynamic to watch some of these Democrats who've been lockstep with the policies that have created all these crises, whether it's illegal immigration, gas prices, inflation, and now all of a sudden they have a solution to the crisis Well, that they themselves and their policies created. It seems like a very opportune election for Republicans to have sort of a mandate come out of this. I know you ran again, you ran in 2020. This is your second time around. What uh, what has changed in the climate among voters that makes Republicans so much more attractive this time around? Well, there's a lot of answers to that. One more quick thing on energy. We call what Cartwright's doing the gas price gaslight. He's trying to gaslight people <laughs> that it's somebody else's uh, yep. somebody else's fault what's happened on gas prices. But I'll tell you, that's one of the number one things that's changed since 2020. Uh, this year's election is really a referendum on the failed Biden-Cartwright-Pelosi policies. And Biden and Cartwright's policies are killing Americans. You know, two years ago at this time, uh, we were dealing with COVID, but we were also dealing with four years of economic growth under President Trump. Now we're dealing with companies that can't find workers and materials are 50% more expensive. Housing prices have exploded in northeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, People can't afford uh, rent. People can't afford to buy new homes. People can't afford used cars for their uh, kids to buy them cars when they're 18 or 19 or loan them money to help buy cars so they can't get jobs. So really, the country's in bad, bad shape. And people know that it's Biden and Cartwright's fault. That's the number one thing that's changed. I guess the second thing is everyone knows who I am. I was up 10 thousand votes on election night for a few days. It looked like I was going to be uh, in Congress last time. So unlike last time where I had a six-way primary and nobody knew who I was, everybody knows who I am. They know that I stand for America First policies. They know I'm against illegal immigration, against this crazy energy policy, and they know where Cartwright stands. So it's not a a, a new person against Cartwright. It's someone who almost beat him last time and is going to
going to beat them this time. Yeah, that's right. That was a razor-thin uh, uh, race at the end of the day. Uh, one person who knows you well because he's endorsed you, uh, President, uh, former President Donald Trump. How important is the Trump ticket in uh, Georgia? He's got you. He's got uh, Oz in the Senate race. He's got Mastriani in the governor's race. Do you feel good about the GOP ticket in the state? Well, I was so honored to have President Trump's endorsement. Uh, President Trump came up here to do an event for Dr. Oz, had me out to Pittsburgh to appear on stage with him. You know, I was honored to work for President Trump in his administration, trying to bring manufacturing jobs back here to Pennsylvania. That's so important. China's stolen so many of our manufacturing jobs. We need to bring him back. We need to onshore our supply chains. So having him put the trust in me to work as a senior member of his uh, administration was important. But having him up here endorsing me in the primary, it just meant so much. You know, he put the issue of illegal immigration front and center in front of the American people. I believe that's why he got elected in 2016. I'm passionate about stopping illegal immigration. Uh, Northeast Pennsylvania, you wouldn't think, John, that it's a border state, but uh, we have the Biden ghost flights flying people in from Texas, illegal immigrants. We have illegal immigrants. Right. Yeah. Oh, right in the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Airport. And then we have illegal immigrants uh, coming on buses from New York City. Uh, my hometown of Hazleton, which used to be represented by Lou Barletta, who was right. a mentor of mine, uh, we've been devastated by the effects of illegal immigration. We have newspapers calling, uh, you know, Hazleton the heroin capital of Pennsylvania. And mm. it just breaks my heart because this place is a beautiful, beautiful place to grow up uh, in. And we've seen illegal immigration come and then fentanyl and human trafficking follow it. So anyway, my point is, President Trump is a warrior against illegal immigration. I support building the wall. I support getting tough with China. So, you know, I'm proud to have his endorsement. And, you know, there's a lot of America First people up here uh, that came out and voted for him. He won this district, and we're going we're gonna to stop Biden, and that's how we're going to, uh, you know, further the America First agenda. Um, and you and President Trump had a very similar experience on election night 2020. Ahead in the polls, ahead in the count, uh, we all went to bed. The next day, it started going in reversal. How comfortable do you feel about the integrity of the Pennsylvania counting system heading into this next election? Well, Tom Wolf has no integrity, and Tom Wolf is the governor who presided over the 2020 election, and now he's presiding over the 2022 election. I took his uh, secretary of state to court because of the extrajudicial changes they made right. in election law. Um, they extended without any kind of legislative approval when the mail-in ballots could come in by three days. Uh, there was all kind of chicanery by the Wolf administration. So the fact that they're still in charge has me angry. Uh, on the other hand, people have woken up. Uh, we have seen how they manipulated the system. We are more prepared for how they try to rig uh, the system. Um, We're going to have our watchers out there. We're going to have our lawyers ready. We're not going to uh, trust their good intentions because, you know, we saw what happened last time around. But really, John, the only way we ever solve this is voter ID. We need voter ID. Such uh, a simple fix, isn't it? And it's popular, too. That's the crazy thing about it. I am going to push for voter ID. We're going to make sure at the federal level we try to push for that. You know, you need a, an ID to drive a car. Yep. You need an ID uh, to rent a house or, or rent an apartment. Uh, back during the lockdown craziness, you needed an ID, a vaccine card, to get in a Starbucks in New York City or Philly. But yet you don't need an ID to do the most sacred thing voting in an election for our leaders. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous, it's silly, and I'm going to be a proponent of voter ID. The greatest right that American citizens have, and we treat it like it was uh, like junk mail. I mean, when these ballots go out now, you send them to people even if they don't ask for them. It's, it's like being spammed. Um, as you step into the, the next phase of this election, it gets closer. The, uh, the, the statistic that has hit me most in the last couple of weeks when I talk to people around America, 88% of Americans, I think it was Gallup poll, say that U.S. is on the wrong track. I've been covering politics for 35 years, never seen a directional number like that. It seems like Americans are begging for a leadership change. What do you need to do to close that deal? Well, you know, you're 100% correct on that. We uh, just got a poll back. Biden, this is Biden's hometown. He claims to be Scranton Joe. Joe don't know Scranton. Joe left Scranton, you know, in the 50s, 20, right. 25 years before I was born. <laughs> so he doesn't know much about the way we live in Scranton, why he's hanging out with rich people in Delaware and D.C. Um, we got a poll back that had Biden at 38% approval, uh, over 60% disapproval in this district, his hometown. We are going to embarrass Joe Biden in his hometown. We are hopefully going to send a message to get through through his thick skull that the American people are sick of his policies that are anti-energy, that are, uh, you know, pro-illegal immigration. Um, So we are going to close the deal by reminding people that Cartwright equals Biden. 
Cartwright is literally a proxy for Biden. He's handed over his voting card to Joe Biden. He does whatever Joe Biden asks him to do. If Joe Biden, you know, asks him to pass a bill that proclaimed Biden, you know, the, the grand poobah of the America, he would, he would vote for that bill. We must get the message out to people that if you want to change, if you're sick of gas prices, grocery prices, you know, if you like what's going on, vote for my opponent. Yeah. But if you think we need a change, uh, you should vote for Jim Bognett. And I'll tell you something, John, November is coming. Remember, remember Game of Thrones, winter is coming. November is coming. And we are going to see a red wave and a change like we've never seen before. All the polls are pointing in that direction. It really is a remarkable moment in American history. Jim, how do people follow you, get involved with your campaign? Uh, you got a lot of energy. This is one of the most competitive and closely watched races in America. How do people get involved if they're inspired? Well, number one, go to our website, Bognet, my last name, Bognet, B-O-G-N-E-T-4, F-O-R, Congress.com, Bognet for Congress.com. Follow us online at Bognet, the number four Congress on Twitter. Uh, same thing on Facebook. We have a lot of videos up. Uh, we do videos every week talking about gas prices, talking about how people could get involved. And, you know, if people were able and willing to do $5 or $10 to help us beat a liberal Democrat who's going to always vote with Biden, Bognet for Congress.com, you can donate today. Yeah, that's an important place. Check that out, guys. www.bognetforcongress.com. Pretty easy to remember. Really important race. Jim, we're going to try to get you back on, chronicle your approach to Election Day. Uh, uh, this is such an important race. Everyone in America is watching. It's a bellwether for what's going to happen on November. So thanks again for joining us. John, thanks for having me. Change is coming. It is indeed. It is indeed. Well, great to have you on, and thanks for your time today, sir. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come back right after these messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So much excitement in the political world these days. You can see the, the, the leading crest of a red wave in this election. Of course, a lot of things can change, but right now it does look like it's going to be a consequential election, a leadership change election in Washington, D.C. And uh, there's a whole new generation of great conservatives that are beginning to have an impact, whether it's on podcasting, on television, creating political action committees. And our next guest is right on the front lines of that. Paige Willey has been doing a lot of stuff. She started as a special assistant to President Trump. And then since President Trump left office, she has been uh, the host of a great podcast. This is your country, a must listen to podcast and started a new political action committee called Firebrand Pack. That sounds like fun. Paige, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Thank you. Great to be here. It is great to have you on. And uh, I wonder if you could just give us a little sense. You had an extraordinary chance to um, serve the president as a special assistant for political affairs. What was that like uh, being inside the Trump White House with all the history that was made during those four years? Yes. So working in President Trump's White House, I miss it every day. I think that most Americans miss having President Trump in the White House. He was resolutely focused on improving things for our country, restoring our nation's promise, doing things that the American people need to have a happy, prosperous life. And I think what's especially, what was especially interesting about serving under President Trump was that he was saying the same things about policy issues for decades that went unaddressed. And that was why his 
victory was perceived as so disruptive was because the, the, the Washington establishment knew that voters were discontent with things like immigration policy, with trade policy, with a lack, with lackluster growth in the economy. And for years, President Trump would say, why can't you negotiate better deals? Why can't we fix our immigration policy? Why can't we be the nation that we once were? And so I, I confess it was so inspiring every single day to walk into the White House ready to make America great again. <laughs> and it was such a simple, <laughs> such a simple clarion call to action, but very complex agenda. I mean, so many different things got achieved in a short window. Middle East peace uh, deals breaking out, uh, energy independence in America for the first time in a very long time, uh, mm-hmm. economic growth of epic proportions, the largest public-private uh, private partnership in health research during the middle of the pandemic, getting these vaccines out and remarkable. So a simple call to action, but a very complex agenda. Uh, did you ever go home at night and say, oh, gee, I'm not really tired? <laughs> <laughs> well, to paraphrase the president, I was definitely not tired of all that winning. Yeah. You know, I'm from the industrial Midwest. I grew up in Toledo, Ohio. And when you see, when you witness the effects and the devastation of to use his term, the globalist agenda on yeah. your hometown, the loss of jobs, the loss of hope, the opioid epidemic and suffering and death. It really, you know, it, it changes your perspective on things that you, you lose an interest in the sort of Biden style ideological abstractions, these these causes that we're obligated to serve the world over because you really you want to help your neighbors. You want to help your country be what it needs to be. So can't say I got tired of winning under President Trump. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's right. It was an amazing thing to watch. And, and uh, I think a lot of people wish they were winning again today because the last 18 months have been pretty painful for most everyday Americans. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. is this remarkable transformation. I think you get at this sometimes in your podcast um, uh, that the uh, the base of the Democratic Party have left it and come to the Republican Party. All, you see Latinos, you see African Americans, you see on the small businesses, you see uh, everyday working class people who uh, are trying to make ends meet, and they used to find their solace in the Democratic Party. And every one of them, when you interview them, say, you know what, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party left me. The mm. remaking of this uh, Republican Party with so many new uh, constituencies, uh, what sort of opportunity awaits the grand old party with 2022-2024 on the horizon? Great question. I think the biggest thing to zero in on here is the focus on material well-being for the American people, which is the direct consequence of policy choices that the government makes. And when you have um, a, a problem that compromises much of the Washington establishment um, of both parties and that I, I hope that the GOP is moving away from is that when you have special interests and big business lobbies and people with sway in Washington who are able to you know, extract wins for themselves, but the material well-being of the, the greater American people right. is kind of left on the table, you have a a situation where all these voters are saying, well, who is left representing my interests? And so I think especially under President Trump, who revived the party, who gave it a new definition for the working class, for people of all races and all backgrounds to enjoy prosperity and to feel represented in Washington, um, that is the, the, the key consideration here, which is serving the people, not the special interest to enjoy sway in Washington. So that is Um, Actually, one thing that we focus on with American Firebrand, our super PAC, which is to push the GOP to be accountable to these considerations, to to appeal with an inspiring agenda and with demonstrable uh, a demonstrable focus on what they are going to do for the average American rather than serving the status quo, serving a sort of typical corporate agenda that may not always put the interests of the people first. What a, what a unique idea, putting people first when you're an elected <laughs> leader. I, it almost seems foreign in Washington, but in the real world, people actually really so, does. yeah, people love it. I love your attacks on the swamp. When you're, uh, when you're doing your podcast, I think you've captured some <laughs> of the 
um, the real sophistications of the swamp. Because a lot of people, you know, the swamp's a great catch-all term. Uh, but, you know, one of the recently, I, I thought you did a really great job on this where, uh, you know, we, we have this illegal immigration crisis. Clearly, Joe Biden popped the cork out of that bottle. Uh, but it isn't just the liberal lefty Soros people who are in, in benefiting or cashing in on this open mm. border. It's also the business lobbies. And I thought you did a really great job uh, describing the swamp because sometimes what you see isn't really what's going on. There are more forces behind it. Um, how fun is it to do the podcast? You know what, And what is it when you describe the elevator pitch? What is the value proposition of why people should listen? I know why, because I listen, but this is your country. <laughs> what, what, what's that value proposition? Oh, that's really nice, John. First of all, thank you for listening. Um, I would say the most important thing I do on my podcast, This Is Your Country, is I bring the listener in on the revelation of when you look at some a particular issue in our country and you notice some dysfunctional outcome. There is someone benefiting from it on one side, whether it a lot of times it, it cannot just be chalked up to neglect or to, um, you know, an accident or spontaneous circumstance. We are in this mess because someone is arranging circumstances to their benefit, to their favor, because they enjoy power and sway in Washington. So I like to bring the listener in on a piece of news that I encountered or a study that I read or some revelation, as I say, like when I expose that um, a huge number of illegal immigrant miners were being trafficked from the southern border to meatpacking towns and other areas of the country where big business lobbies demand the highest volumes of cheap foreign labor. This is really it's really sick stuff. It's hurting our country. It's hurting the new arrivals. It's hurting Americans who are being outcompeted for jobs. So I guess what I try to encourage my listeners is everywhere you turn, there is something to discover about who has power in this country and how they are affecting outcomes. Yeah, such an important message. And it is a dynamic that's very real. Uh, The idea that uh, our founding fathers gave us a government that is we the people. And we the people actually have a lot of swag and sway to get this government under control. But understanding Mm -hmm. how it works seems to be the first mission, right? And a lot of people don't mm-hmm. understand how it is. That's what I love about what you do on, on the, um, the podcast. This is your country, folks. Check it out. It is a must-listen-to podcast. Really, really well done by Paige. Um, Just Ameri- of you, thanks. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's great. Uh, American Firebrand. Uh, yes. tell, tell us a little bit why you created a political action committee. What's its mission? So the mission of American Firebrand We call it the voice of the people because we need the GOP to show resolve instead of showing their bellies every time we've got popular energy with the base, every time our grassroots makes demands, and when we are anticipating a red wave, because at that point, you've got not just your you know, the base interested in uh, turning out for the GOP, but lots of independents and even disaffected Democrats. So the question becomes, when you have a red wave in Washington, what will the GOP do with that power? And so as I say before, you have to have a, a watchdog. You have to have someone holding them accountable to make the, the policy that will make our country better, to popularize and defend the demands of the GOP voters. When they are elected to Washington with a mandate, they have to do something or else it will jeopardize our chances at the White House in 2024 and our electoral viability in the future. So the key purpose of American Firebrand is to uh, keep the GOP focused on fixing our country instead of letting the establishment element squander and subvert it to serve the status quo. You know, it's um, pretty remarkable to think that there would be a uh, accountability arm needed for the Republican Party, but there is a long history of this. We got the Tea Party Revolution in uh, 2010, 2012, mm-hmm. and all, many of the promises, shrinking the budget, fixing um, uh, Section 230 for the big censors uh, and big tech, never got done on the Paul Ryan um, a watch didn't get done on the Mitch McConnell watch. And so mm-hmm. there are a lot of people in the party like, I know we want to get the red wave again, but will they ever deliver? And so I think your entrance into this right now is uh, really, really um, 
important because I think the base of the party has all the enthusiasm to put another red wave in place, but they also have the history of like, you know what? Every time we get in there, we, we don't we act like the Uniparty. We don't really do things. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a really important um, a movement and one that becomes even more important next year when when the red wave is in power. What are some of the candidates that your pack is getting by? People that you think are emblematic of the new Republican Amer- for America First Party? Yes, great question. Uh, we are really admiring Blake Masters' messaging in the Senate campaign in Arizona. He's in the GOP primary right yeah. now, and he has fantastic messages about supporting families, about fixing the border and fixing our immigration crises, election integrity and others. Um, He also has a fantastic background in um, technology and in entrepreneurship. So that's the type of expertise that I think would be really refreshing to have in Washington. Um, And J.D. Vance in Ohio, that's my home state. I think he's You're a Toledo. You came from Toledo, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Uh, J.D. Vance has campaigned very successfully on things like fixing the job loss from manufacturing, fixing the opioid crisis, gun rights and more. Um, Anthony Sabatini in Florida, he's running for um, for U.S. Congress. He is a fantastic American first fighter. He truly just tells the truth and he um, he really wants to represent um, his district in in D.C. faithfully as a as a serious conservative. Um, Joe Kent in Washington, he's primarying. Favorite on this show. He comes on often. We love having him on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't need to tell you, but I'm just saying. Well, he, he listen, he's he's so <laughs> dynamic because, uh, you know, his story, his personal story is so amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, he doesn't just live on the fact that he's a war hero, that he lost his wife in the war. He has all of these fresh ideas. I remember in the middle of the um, early um supply chain shortage he said you know what i have a state that has a coastline why don't we start making more ports here and we'll bypass california's yeah. logjam those are the sort of fresh ideas that people get really excited about exactly that, yeah it's amazing what, what the, the idea machines that the republicans are putting out there right now it's pretty mm-hmm. impressive i couldn't agree more that's the type of innovation that we want to see and you can't just be locked into a paradigm from 20 or 30 years ago and expect our country to be successful yeah no it's absolutely true um you are i think one of the great articulate people when it comes to explaining why globalism is bad and by the way uh globalism doesn't mean that we don't try to help people on the world it just means that we def- our anti-globalism means that we, we really want to define what the American interest is before we we subject it to anyone else's interest. Uh, There's this idea of isolationism. Donald Trump was hardly isolationist. He was involved on so many different fronts, but he started with the idea that every decision I make has to be putting America first and then we can help the world, but we have to define the American interest, which by the way, used to be the foreign policy lens going all the way back to Truman uh, that we had, but you do a good job of tracing it to somebody that gets away with not really being recognized for the globalist that he is. Bill Clinton, who you know now has sort of got this wonderful uh, aura about him. I covered him during all the scandals, was involved in exposing the f- fundraising scandal, another Whitewater scandal about him. But mm. he has this legacy in the Democratic Party. Oh, those are the good old days of the Democratic Party. <laughs> but it really was the birthplace of the modern liberal globalism, wasn't it? No, that's exactly right. And I like the way you put that. Define the American interest first. And that really was what set President Trump's doctrine apart, which is that when he was dealing with international organizations or foreign policy issues or questions of trade and other and immigration, he was always talking very seriously and using leverage to advance the American interest. For example, when the president of Mexico was indicating that he would not cooperate to prevent huge caravans of illegal immigrants coming to our southern border, President Trump said, okay, thank you for the input. Would you like 5% tariffs slapped on everything that you send into our country? <laughs> and, and that got him cooperating. It got his attention quickly, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, and when you talk about you know Bill Clinton, remember when he was working on NAFTA to get that passed in Congress, that almost broke the Democratic Party in two because they said this is going to screw us with our labor base. This is going to ruin us with our voters because it's going to ship their jobs to other countries. And, it, you know, it, the Bill Clinton fixation on economic globalism yeah. is almost inexplicable. I, it, you know, I, I have not gotten to the bottom of it yet, but I promise when I do, I'll do a This Is Your Country episode on it. 
Yeah, it's so important because it, um, you know the Clinton Foundation became sort of the elitist uh, powwow where all the all the mm-hmm. uh, globalists would come together, and we now see the the many consequences of that uh, globalist movement, whether it's Anthony Fauci's relationship with the Wuhan lab and mm. uh, China uh, to the, the deals that were made with China to Hunter Biden cashing in on all the foreign countries where uh, his father and the Clintons and others were uh, making globalism part of their agenda. They're cashing, they're getting rich on it. That's one of the amazing things about elitists. They, they talk mm-hmm. about they're trying to help others, but they're getting rich off this globalism scam. It's it's uh, mm-hmm. it's a pretty remarkable thing to watch. Um, when you look at this election now. What do you see as the bellwether issues that are going to um, uh, when people go in and pull the lever in the um, in the ballot box? What are they going to be voting on? Is this an economic pocketbook election? Definitely the economy. Obviously, oil prices are outrageous. I think that's going to be radicalizing in a way to a lot of people who used to have the luxury of voting on abstract ideological issues, and now they're much more focused on material issues. Um, the But additionally, just looking at the incompetence of our government and looking at all these institutions that have totally lost the public's trust, the you know, the public health bureaucracy has been exposed as totally corrupted by political considerations. Um, ranging across the board, the Pentagon with that hideous failure in Afghanistan, I think that a lot of people are looking at the government and saying, are these people equipped to fight for my interests or are they working against me? Yeah, it's such an important dynamic because Joe Biden ran on the promise that I can make big government better and better yeah. for you. And people are saying, uh, don't do any more of that. Please stop. Stop. We're done with the better. Um, and I, you know, I, I think of that um, baby formula shortage crisis that we had just a few mm. months ago that put moms and dads in such a hard space, particularly those who had children with unique digestive disorders. And the president actually said, I had no idea that closing down the largest baby factory, uh, baby formula factory in America would create a shortage. And I literally listened to that words. I'm like, Every other one, every other person in America would understand that, that, that it would cause a shortage. Um, right. I, it's just amazing watching that. Um, what are the most important messaging uh, uh, that Republicans should be giving voters to seal the deal? As you look out, what, what's the promise they ought to be making with the American voter for 2023? I think they need to stop speaking in platitudes about immigration and the border crisis. They need to stop acting like it's some type of spontaneous circumstance, and they need to take a serious pro-citizen stance on law enforcement and deportation. And the, the reason is, you can only have one justice standard in this country. And if you privilege people who came here illegal, who came here illegally, you are making the citizens of this country a second class. And they have to get really serious about it. And there are always big cries from the media and from the activists saying, oh, it'll be so expensive to enforce immigration law. How could you? And the problem is either we have laws or we don't. Either we have borders or we don't. We're a sovereign country or we're not. And that is a really existential issue that they need to get serious on. Secondly, they, I mean, the GOP, they're supposed to be the party of small government and less spending. And I think that what they need to do is, is promise to the American people that they will look at our incompetent government bureaucracies, audit them and reform them so that they actually serve the people. Such an important thing because it's been promised since the Reagan years, but believe it or not, Every Republican president since Reagan has actually made federal government larger. George W. Bush did it. Mm-hmm. It even grew under Donald Trump, despite his efforts to rein in the deep state. It is, mm-hmm. the, I think, the greatest opportunity. If you want to, you want to rein in the deep state, make them unemployed because a lot of them are idle. They're not actually doing work. That's why they that, have time for politics. Yeah. yeah, it's just amazing. Uh, I'm so excited for all the things, uh, Paige, that you're doing right now. Uh, and I want to get you back on the podcast real, uh, real, uh, soon. Uh, but before then and now, what's the best way for people to get engaged with America Firebrand? What's the best way for them to listen to your podcast? Yes, thank you, John. It's been so nice to join you today. They should go to AmericanFirebrand.com. Check out our stuff. Uh, support us if you can. Um, download my podcast, This Is Your Country, on Spotify or Apple um, follow me on Twitter. Um, you know the drill. Um, please join us for this journey because we're, we have a lot of work to do to make our country better. Yeah, absolutely. And what's your uh, Twitter handle so people can find it real quickly and subscribe? 
Yeah, so that's Midwesterner spelled with an E-U-R at the end, Midwesterner. <laughs> I like that. It's a nice twist for, for someone who grew up in Toledo, Ohio. I like that. That's good. <laughs> well, Paige, I'm really impressed with what you've done since your time in the, in the Trump White House. You're really making a difference. And I think this idea next year that if Republicans are in control, they're going to have somebody watching over the shoulder, making sure they deliver on those <laughs> promises. That's going to be welcomed by a large amount of Americans. I'm pretty sure of that. Well, thank you, John. It's been so nice to join you. Yeah. I'm a huge admirer of your work, so thanks oh, a lot. Such an honor to have you on, and we're going to get you back on real soon. Appreciate it. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, folks, thanks for joining us. So grateful that you can spend some time with us. We enjoy having you here at justthenews.com, at John Solomon Reports. And of course, if you need a news fix, we got you covered 24-7 with breaking headlines, investigative scoops, enterprise reporting, big picture stories, big newsmaker interviews. Go check us out all the time at justthenews.com or even better yet, go download the Just the News app in the iOS, Apple, and Android, Google stores. A great way to read, listen, and watch just the news content. Yep, we have video, we have radio, we've got text. You should check us out every day on the Just the News app. Easy to download from iOS and the Android store. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.